Cup check. The Vegas Golden Knights win game four of the Stanley Cup final in 2023 over the Florida Panthers 3-2 and they are one game away. One game away from being crowned Stanley Cup champions. Game five is upon us. Think you know which way it's gonna go? Then how about you head on over to Sports Interaction. When the puck drops for game five, Sports Interaction has you covered pre-game live betting on all major sports and prop bets. We need a new prop bet. Will there be more penalties during the game or after? Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn and download the Sports Interaction app. But only, only if you're 19 plus, please play responsibly. That's why I'm $2 Steve. It's a rule. During a championship run, you need games where you can go back and look and say that was the blank game. Like in terms of teams that I cheer for, uh, well, the Leafs haven't really provided me with any recent examples. Well, let's go to basketball for a sec with the Raptors. It wasn't just Kawhi Leonard. Game one of the NBA final, Pascal Siakam went off. The first quarter of game six, Kyle Lowry went off. For Vegas Golden Knights fans, that was the Chandler Stevenson game. Dude, so many guys have put on ridiculous performances for the Vegas Golden Knights. I've been ranting and raving about Jonathan Marchessault and he's getting some Con Smythe attention. Stevenson getting two goals in this game, nine and 10, which was wild because it was followed up with William Carlson's 11th. They have three double digit guys. And that doesn't even include Stone and Eichel and it could conceivably by the end of the series. There's a phrase and maybe it's a little overused, but starting on time. Oh, did Vegas ever do that? Oh, did Florida not? This is a train wreck of a line change. There's White Cloud with the puck at the bottom of the screen. Look at the top right. Look at the, where are you going? No, look at the play, it's coming right at you. And that very quickly leads to this. Does this look bad, boys and girls? No, just shut Vegas fans. It, I wasn't asking you. It's it, no, I know it's good for you. This is bad for Florida. It's great for Vegas. This is great vision from White Cloud and great execution from Chandler Stevenson. Just because you get a breakaway uh, does not guarantee a goal on account of its circuit. Bobrovsky. Stevenson scores within the first 100 seconds of the game and the Vegas Golden Knights lead after one. Shots were 12-12 by the end of the first period. Florida did have some pushback, but the first 10 minutes was all Vegas. Florida didn't look like they were in it at all. And... They shut the valve off, guys. I told you they were gonna shut the valve off. If you've been watching this cup check series, you know that I've been saying, all right, game one, game two, game three, there's been a lot of penalties. Game one and game two of the Stanley Cup final, you can reliably, reliably predict that there's gonna be a decent amount of power plays. Games three and four are a little bit kind of wild cards. Games five, six, and seven, no, absolute anarchy, prison rules, Game of Thrones, whatever you wanna call it. West McCauley and co put their flag in this one, game four. It is time for a big old bunch of crime. Now there was a penalty at the beginning of the second period. It was the game's only real penalty. We'll get to that. Was it Mark Stone's slash? <laughs> no. It was when he got tripped a few seconds later. If Vegas had scored here, I think Paul Maurice might have actually exploded. Fortunately for everyone in his vicinity, that didn't happen, but 
didn't mean Vegas was done. First goal, Stevenson showing off the hand, showing off the speed. Second goal, just showing off the finish. Takes the feed straight from Mark Stone, who is not one of Vegas's double-digit goal guys, but that is his 13th assist of the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Chandler-Stevenson game keeps rolling, and Vegas is up 2-0. Stone not only didn't score in this game, he had no shots on goal, but he made his impact to assist. By the time William Carlson scores his 11th, three and a half minutes later, it started to look like a blowout, like Vegas was gonna run away with this thing. This is gonna be a repeat of game two, but we should have known it wasn't gonna be a blowout because this isn't game two. The first two games of a series is when weird results happen. You're getting established, you're figuring out your distance, you know, you're learning your opponent. Game three, it took Florida a little while, but they got their feet underneath them, they force overtime and they get a win, they make it a series. Part of that is they know what's at stake. If they lose that game, they're dead. They're dead. They would have to become the first team since 1942 to erase a 3-0 deficit in the Stanley Cup Final. It's just very, 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 very likely to go poorly for them. Now game four is going poorly, but you're down to one. And there's something about game four that's just, it's just different from game two. Like we, we sailed away. We sailed away from the beginning of the Stanley Cup Final. You're in deep waters now. The Florida Panthers go into survival mode. And what gets them on the board toward the end of the second period is the dorkiest goal, I think, of these playoffs, maybe? Barkov does some great work. It feels like he's gotten better as the playoffs have gone on. Gets it to Montour. Montour! You know the saying is just put it on net and you never know what's gonna happen? I don't remember the saying being put it five feet wide and you never know what's gonna happen. But it goes off not one, but two different Vegas Golden Knights and past Aiden Hill. I don't know what anyone on Vegas was supposed to have done to prevent that. You talk about needing a bounce, Florida got two on one play there. They're still down 3-1, but they're alive. They're in it. And that's how we head into second intermission. And that is what Paul Maurice has to be preaching to his team. Here we go, guys. Here we go. We got one. We got one. And we didn't even mean to score it. Imagine if we actually beat two. How do you think Vegas is feeling in their locker room, right? How do you think they're feeling? They're not feeling so good. They're not feeling the way they would have felt if it was 3 nothing. No. If we get an early one, they're going to pucker. That had to be Paul Maurice's message. He probably he said it a little, a little lower than I did. But it happens. Less than four minutes into the second, Montour and Barkov connect again. They to switch roles. Montour over to Barkov, blast! Sneaky, maybe not so sneaky, great play from Anton Lundell in this game too, but guess what? There's over 16 minutes left in regulation and the Panthers are down one. And the Panthers were dangerous. Oh, they were dangerous. All third period long, so dangerous that I barely even noticed the absence of Matthew Kachuk. Like this dude missed huge swaths of the third period and he still ended up playing over 16 minutes in this game. Florida has chance after chance after chance. I was convinced they were gonna tie it. I really was. When they pulled Bob and they had possession and there's still over two minutes left, I thought there was no way that the Vegas Golden Knights were gonna be able to withstand that onslaught. And then with less than 20 seconds to go in regulation, I actually want to start the questions portion of this video early. This is a really good one. Because with 18 seconds to go, Alex Petrangelo puts the puck over the glass and goes to the box. For Vegas's first penalty of the game, by the way. It's so incredible that 
That was their first infraction all night. All night. And the question is this, thanks to Kevin for pointing it out, but this is Cam Sharon, who used to work for the Toronto Maple Leafs. If you take a penalty up by one goal with fewer than two minutes remaining, you should have to kill the whole penalty. So, not to speak for Cam, but what I think he means there, there's only 18 seconds. The Vegas Golden Knights have to kill 18 seconds here. Like, in general. And they have to kill a penalty for 18 seconds. Under his rule, if you take a penalty with 18 seconds left, you should have to kill the whole thing. The whole two minutes. And if Vegas is able to kill off that two minutes, then the game is over. If Florida scores, the game is tied and it automatically goes to overtime. That's how I interpret what Cam said. Without saying that's what they should do or no, they shouldn't do that, He's got a point. I don't think Petrangelo meant to airmail the puck over the uh, glass. I don't think that was part of the strategy. I don't think he thought it was a good idea for him to not be on the ice. But dude, there are good penalties. Like, we, we hear it all the time. Like, oh yeah, you know, he, he took a slash there, he took a trip there, but that puck was going in. He, you know what, he might have saved a goal. And you still have to kill off the penalty, and you might kill off the penalty, but you wouldn't have been able to kill off that scoring chance. It was going in unless you did something that was against the rules. If there's only a few seconds left in the game and you're up one and it's the Stanley Cup final and you are desperately trying to achieve your childhood dreams, why wouldn't you just hack and slash and do whatever to win? Like, let's take time off the clock here. Let's, let's say it wasn't 18 seconds left. Let's say it was five or six and you're faced with an option. Throw it up the boards, throw it up the middle, potentially give it away. They get one more good chance and even time for a rebound. Or you just hurl it over the glass on purpose. You can make an argument that that's one of the best plays you could actually make in that situation. And don't tell me about putting the puck in your feet and just holding it there. Just work with me on the hypothetical. I'm not sure how I feel about this rule, but it does intrigue me. What do you think? Let me know in the comment box down below. Now, of course, it was all for nothing. Vegas holds the fort. They withstand the storm. They hold the Florida Panthers at bay in their own building. And Jesse Blake, are you ready? A team has lost at home and Vegas heads to Vegas with a chance to hoist the cup for the first time and in their own building. Now, of course, what happened at the end of the game? Uh, just total shenanigans. What did I say heading into the series? Was I right or was I right? I, I know not every Vegas fan and not every Florida fan was very happy about what I had to say, but this is a meeting of two teams, uh, the two teams in the league who got away with murder the most. Sure enough, this was a game for the Stanley Cup final with a penalty against a piece, and the two that they did call were hilarious. But this is what we got at the... 20 minute mark of the third period. Matthew Kachuk slashing, yeah, I guess so, eh? Against Alex Petrangelo, Matthew Kachuk, unsportsmanlike conduct, Matthew Kachuk, misconduct, Aiden Hill, unsportsmanlike conduct, Brandon Montour, charging against Braden McNabb, Brandon Montour, misconduct. And actually, I just, I scrolled, I thought I was looking at a screenshot, I thought I must be. Petrangelo didn't get anything! But here's the thing, you shouldn't even be mad that Petrangelo didn't get anything because None of those players I just mentioned got anything. Matthew Kachuk, I think, got like 14, 16 penalty minutes there. It's nothing. The game's over. It doesn't carry over. It's nothing. He got nothing. Aiden Hill, nothing. Montour, nothing. 
than Petrangelo, very literally nothing. Both teams just decided, let's do a big bunch of crimes. This was another thing that uh, Panthers fans especially didn't like that I said uh, because I was citing a play that happened during a Panthers game. It's not about the Panthers. It's not about the Leafs and the fact that the Panthers lost to the Leafs and they're my team. Panthers fans, you're not special for having beaten the Leafs. Even if I was salty at the Panthers for beating the Leafs, I, I would be salty at everyone. Everyone has beaten the Leafs, that's our thing. Anyway, the thing that I said was, the things that happen on the ice need to matter. The things that happen on the ice need to matter. Like for example, that whistle with like 47 seconds left, what, what was that for? What happened there? We all have theories, right? I, but we don't get to speak to the officials, so I, we may never know. Our theories is a Vegas Golden Knights player knocked Matthew Kachuk into Aiden Hill, but also I think Kachuk sort of helped himself along falling into Aiden Hill. Uh, so what is that? Is that a, is that a cross check? Is that an embellishment? Is that both? You can do both. It's no, it's just nothing. It's blow the whistle and have a face off. What? The things on the ice need to matter. And the Kachuk misconduct, Aiden Hill with the penalty, Montour with the penalty, the Petrangelo stuff. I mean, it, can you be called for a penalty if technically speaking, you're in the box, even though you're not in the box, you're in the middle of a scrum. The things on the ice don't matter. They don't matter if they don't carry over and this is going to be an important conversation that I think is going to be very short heading into game five. Someone asked a question, will Alex Petrangelo be disciplined for joining the scrum at the end of the game? And Jennifer Kaufman responded, of course not. Now here's the thing, Jennifer is right, of course not. Uh, he, Petro might get fined and who cares? It's money. I don't think he does. But he leaves the penalty box to join what is essentially a fight and then if my eyes did not deceive me I think he kind of kicked Kachuk a little bit and Kachuk was not innocent in that he was slashing he was spearing as well and he was doing all sorts of what was that thing where he tried to like pull friggin uh Petro's helmet off like a party cracker like what was that tried to pull his helmet off like he was starting an old lawnmower here's the thing Producer Drew, who is editing this video, talked about, like, the Panthers. Oh my goodness, can they ever just lose a game in peace? They always do this after the whistle. Do you know why they do it? Oh, is it because they're sore losers? Oh, just, there might be something to that. I don't know. But, um, it's allowed. Like, it's just allowed. Why wouldn't you do it? You're playing your opponent for four to seven games, and you get to beat up your opponent. You get just free shots. You can punch the shit. You can, you can punch them as many times as you want. As long as you don't get like too carried away, it's fine. All the little bumps and bruises and you can give them a little cut if you just spear them or slash them in the right spot. Just whittle them down. Whittle them down. Four to seven games. Do that after game one and two and three and four and five. And who even cares if you won or lost? Freak with your opponent after the game is done, after the final horn, because it is very, very, very literally allowed. Oh, shiver me timbers, they'll give me a penalty after the game is over, and then what? And then what? Even if someone is suspended, uh, uh, even if someone is fined from what happened during that scrum, oh, shiver me timbers, 
Who cares? No one's getting suspended. No one's getting suspended. This is what I go back to. The things on the ice need to matter. And I talked about the officiating and how the valve shut off. I saw a few people say, hey, that was a highly entertaining game. What's wrong with just letting the players play? I agree with you that it was a highly entertaining game. That was a great hockey game. I really enjoyed that hockey game. I watched it with my friends. I was gasping at every uh, shot on goal, every shot attempt. It was a lot of fun. However, there were a bunch of blatant penalties that like disrupted scoring chances, affected possession, stick up into the hands. And the one that they called was Mark Stahl? Like, I, I keep bringing up the Tim Peel hot mic thing because it's relevant. They very clearly, to me, this is my opinion on what happened, but the officiating crew very clearly came into this game and they said, all right, unless it gets completely stupid, we're calling one each. And, and you know what? They didn't even execute their plan properly because Vegas forced their hand at the end. Out of all the things that happened in that game, the Mark Stahl penalty was the only one that was the worst thing. That was the worst thing that happened in that game. For real? For, be serious, you unserious league. Steve, if you found it entertaining, then what's the big deal? Uh, listen, uh, I know I criticize this stuff a lot. I'll say it and you can believe me or not. I like hockey. I love it a lot. There are very, very easy ways that it could be even better. And there are ways that I don't even know if it's about making the sport better or worse. It's just common sense. Isn't it so silly that I have to argue that the things that happen on the ice need to matter? Yeah, but don't you want a player like Petrangelo or Kachuk to be in an elimination game in the Stanley Cup? I do! But stop breaking the rules! <laughs> like, so, in the comment box down below, do you think anybody is going to get anything coming out of this? What do you think it's going to be for? Who do you think it's most likely to be? Is it going to be Kachuk? Is it going to be Aiden Hill? Is it going to be Alex Petrangelo to me is probably the top target, but there's just no chance. Even though he's already been suspended in these playoffs, there's just no chance anybody gets dinged with anything more than a fine heading into game five. What do you think? So that is it for this one. Thank you very much for watching. Click like if you like this video. Click subscribe if you really liked it. Tell all your friends. The cup is going to be in the building in game five.